0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jacob Gaffney. I'm the editor in chief of Housing Wire and I'm very excited to bring to you a new series of podcasts that revolve directly around the reg tech subject. We have these great reg tech podcasts. We can all agree that everyone in the mortgage space needs to learn a little bit more about this issue and we're going to kick off the series with Craig Ficardi, Senior Banking Analyst at Celent, who's going to walk us through a little bit of RegTech. But one note, I want to thank our sponsors, Compliance Ease, for making this all possible. Uh, Without Compliance Ease, great podcast series such as this uh, could not be brought to everyone around and all of HousingWire's readers. And also, I want to thank Craig, who is a specialist uh, in talking about RegTech, and he's going to explain to us how RegTech is defined and what makes it different from the regular old mortgage tech. Craig, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks a lot, Jacob. Good to be here. and Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much. So let's start at the very basic. You're kicking off a five-part series on reg tech and how would you define reg tech?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, Jacob. And I think the perfect place to, to start, you know, when I think about reg tech, uh, you know, versus let's say, you know, traditional plain old mortgage compliance tech, I, I don't really think of two completely separate things. Okay. I think of it really as moving from, call it RegTech 1.0 to let's say RegTech 2.0, and let me tell you what I, you know, what I mean by that. You know, I think originally mortgage compliance technology was typically automated using a, a point or specialized compliance solution. Uh, it would have hard-coded integration into a point of sale, uh, LOS or other system, or it was lines of programming code embedded in, in the POS or the LOS, and, and every time a reg changed, the code had to be modified in multiple locations. Okay. You know, sometimes, oftentimes, the uh, compliance change work was non-discretionary. The LOS vendor and or the lender had to make those changes, but full automation of compliance uh, requirements, doc management, uh, analytics applied to regulatory tests, and reporting were often done manually. Uh, but in contrast, today, you know, RegTech 2.0, uh, I'll call it, uh, I'll define it as the use of new technologies to solve regulatory and compliance requirements mm-hmm. more effectively and efficiently than we've been doing. So think of big data, analytics, cloud, uh, and APIs for integration as some of the the components for uh, mm-hmm. You know, for reg tech. And that makes so, it
0: you know, that makes yeah. it very different from, you know, the old mortgage tech. I think that's one thing that isn't uh, as nicely identified as you just did in our space is how much different it is, how you have to add those new components in. And basically the way it sounds like the way you define reg tech is if you're not dealing with a new concept in the mortgage industry, you're probably not really dealing with the latest in reg tech. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. And mm-hmm. so while I did say they're, they're similar and they're evolutionary, I think RegTech uh is, a, is still a big leap. Uh, and I think in order to make that leap, first of all, lenders need to change the way uh, regulatory change is thought of from a budget process and an IT investment perspective. You know, if they do this, they can justify automating compliance processes by showing the return on investment or or ROI. You know, regs used to be in the LOS more, as they used to say, but after the Dodd-Frank Act, uh, you know, and with so many changes at the federal, state, and local level, a lot of that tech management needs to come out of the LOS through the core servicing system and be managed a little more centrally in in one location for, say, truth and lending. You know, you can reuse it multiple times in your wholesale retail and correspondent channels, or you can use it for multiple product lines, home equity and mortgage loans. So, I think those are some key aspects of RegTech that really define it and distinguish it uh, for me versus uh, traditional mortgage compliance technology.
0: So, what about examples of RegTech in other sectors? Is there comparisons? You know, you're you're a specialist in the banking uh, sector, for example. Can can you give us some examples of what RegTech looks like in other sectors?
1: Yeah, RegTech is used a lot for uh, know your customer, anti-money laundering. Uh, re- compliance checks uh, in the credit card and payments areas, both within the retail bank, uh, of which mortgage lending is often a part, as well as in uh, is in commercial banking. And it's it's very attractive there, and it's been implemented there uh, because there are uh, many more customers and many more transactions for on cards and checking and payment accounts than there are typically for you know mortgage origination or or, or mortgage servicing payments. And so. Uh, that's where a lot of the enterprise-level RegTech has has gone into. But you know, mortgage lenders also have the AML and KYC checks uh, as well. So for mortgage lenders that are parts of a larger financial institution, you have RegTech in your in your bank or credit union already, and you can leverage that in in the mortgage area. You know, if you uh, you know if you don't have it, you know, looking at those those industries provide blueprint or you can go about doing. So a key aspect of reg tech to, you know, to summarize is about uh, pulling, you know, pulling the regs out of the core systems or having parts of those processes there, but having some of the data storage and the analytics and the reporting reside elsewhere to make it easier to update and easier to manage.
0: And so you drew, you draw a lot of correlations, um, but I want to go back to what you said earlier about those in the mortgage industry needing to make that leap into reg tech. And that was uh, i thought that was a great term you use is like making that leap. It it makes me wonder. And, and I want to ask you, why do you think reg tech has been so slow to make serious inroads in the, in the mortgage space?
1: Yeah. Well, um, as I said earlier, you know, we are part way down the road to to full compliance automation, but we're, Mm -hmm. You know, we're not yet at our destination, and, and in that respect, I think reg tech is, is just like fintech. Now, the industry has had a tendency to to throw bodies at a, at a big problem that pops up, uh, using a manual workaround, which sort of fixes a problem, but that temporary fix gets baked into a process and becomes permanent, and those short-term fixes accumulate and get very costly over time. You know, also, the industry is, is cyclical, and some executives don't always plan long-term in terms of uh, process change and and technology and and they don't budget accordingly and and it's sad in a way because in recent years you know origination costs per loan have increased and that's been the headline news but so have revenues per loan Mm -hmm. and so lenders were still making money uh, but not investing as much as as they could have And, and now rates are rising and volume is dropping and for some lenders Profit per loan has tr- even turned negative. And so reg tech investment today uh, is is crucial in, in today's environment. And, and then finally, I would say that, you know, that's why we've been slow. But I think the third issue is probably that compliance hasn't been often enough viewed as something that can improve the customer experience. sort short true. Timeline, yeah. to reduce errors. And, uh, but that's exactly what compliance can do for you if you can get rid of the, uh, you know, the errors that, uh, that pass through the system that uh, better reg tech could, uh, could find sooner in the lending process.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of examples where firms that are a little bit more ahead of the other ones are using that kind of tech to make sure the, the all, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Um, so I, I do agree with the, with your assertion there that compliance um, can be can be vastly improved and efficiencies created through the through the advent and adoption of reg tech. Um, you did in the past. You, you you did also mention how reg tech is a lot like fintech, and you hear a lot of these times. You know, you hear these terms that just get thrown around like blockchain, and uh, you you know all these different things that can kind of be frightening. Um, I want to talk about the role of artificial intelligence and machine learning and how that plays with reg tech. And uh, I know you're an expert, so you're not scared of it. Can you walk through (laughs) what, because, you know, there are not robots physically typing underwriting forms out, but just tell us really, you know, honestly, the role that AI and machine learning plays with reg tech.
1: Sure. Uh, You know, I think, you know compliance technology and, and think of analytic decision making or automated mortgage analysis that's done today. Uh, it's statistical correlation between borrower and loan and property characteristics and the probability of default well uh, AI uh, is very similar in in that regard. It's pattern recognition, and so AI is simply a more sophisticated type of uh, pattern you know, recognition that's able to find some things uh, in the data and act, in, uh, act on the data in given situations in, uh, you know, in a specific way. So I, I thought that was a good place to start is, is with mm-hmm. a basic definition. And that really fits into uh, compliance because a big part of compliance is looking for exceptions or outliers to rules or norms uh, in the data, uh, in a loan, or on a document. AI excels at pattern recognition in learning, the more you feed it more data and identifying anomalies in data. And this obviously can help compliance immensely. And that's where the flexible technology around using APIs, running analytics on larger data sets, and then being able to analyze and have business intelligence-driven reporting can really, really improve uh, regulatory compliance. And, and let me give you an example. So today, a, a compliance system, such as ones used by uh, today's sponsor, can identify a non-compliant aspect of a loan during pre-closing, say that you know, fees exceed the, you know, the TRID threshold. But oftentimes, the system is programmed uh, not only to identify the problem, but the lender policy may be uh, to automatically suspend the loan, uh, you know, an, an LOS you know, program policy. Now, if you're suspending a loan in today's purchase-driven market, that that's not a good, uh, you know, a good business strategy. But with AI, an AI system can overlay a compliant business policy that, if uh, if say pre-closing fees are found that exceed a threshold and it's not trade compliant, the AI can determine how much to either lower the fees or you could add the fee amount to the loan amount to get within. Uh, the TRID tolerances. And then the AI system can push the information out onto a computer screen for the underwriter or the closer or send them an alert. Or eventually, if you think about AI uh, and Amazon Alexa as an example, use natural language processing and contact the underwriter or closer and and have that system call the processor and explain the solution to them. Keep that process going, keep loans out of suspense and keep loans getting closed uh, as quickly as possible.
0: And you're talking when you're talking about big data and it's just the enormity of the task can be somewhat daunting I and mean, there must be huge technical obstacles that need to be overcome in, you know to even begin to make a difference in the mortgage space you know do you do you agree that there, those obstacles exist and can you identify any of them
1: uh you know that's that's a good question i'm I'm trying to decide how big the obstacles are i think they're they're new and they're different obstacles, but mm-hmm. uh, they're not insurmountable. Uh, it certainly matters if, if you're a larger financial institution, you have the resources more readily at your, uh, you know, at your fingertip. But even for small to mid-sized mortgage lenders, you know, they too can rely, if not on, as much on internal staff, uh, their solution providers in, in order to deliver these solutions to them and integrate them into the LOS and other aspects of their back office.
0: So what about in so, the near near term? Oh, did, did you want to, Do you have another thing to add to the big technical observation?
1: Yeah, that, you know, some of the obstacles aren't just, you know, technical, uh, although some of the problems are often with, you know, with the LOS, uh, you know, if the mm-hmm. lender is thinking about changing the, you know, getting a new LOS, they might defer installing a compliance system. Uh, but if they use a cloud-based system or write an API to export data out of the LOS into a, a cloud-based compliance system, you can easily reintegrate the compliance system into in the new LOS later on. So there's no reason to hold back on, on reg tech per se. And, you know, and that's how you can use some of the new technology capabilities in order to get access to big data, you know, AI and machine learning.
0: Okay. So that's kind of, so, so that would kind of help clear up the long-term view for the industry as a whole. But what are some of the near-term uh, values that could have a, a huge impact? You know, where do you think you know, rake tech will have the biggest impact in, in the shortest amount of time in the mortgage industry?
1: Yeah. Well, to me, it's simple, uh, Jacob. Get the error rate down on loans you know, as they go through the origination process, you know, too many errors get pushed through the system from application, through processing, underwriting, closing, and even post-closing. You know, for example, in TILA APR calculations, some lenders reportedly are still finding 13 to 15% error rates every month in the loan.
0: That's insane. Wow. Well, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, and if they don't automate, this problem isn't going away. And so some lenders are simply not putting in the effort to protect themselves Instead, they use compliance on the back end to find the errors they know that they're pushing through the system on the front end. But it's not just about jamming data into the LOS to get an underwriting approval and then cleaning up a big mess afterwards. After you get that error rate down through RagTech, it it makes your pre-closing and post-closing quality control efforts so much easier. Uh, Loan closings uh, aren't uh, aren't delayed, and uh, and the cost of prosecuting those loans uh, is going to come down significantly.
0: Excellent. And so let's go ahead and begin to. I have one final question for you, if you if you have time, Craig.
1: Absolutely, sure. Okay,
0: great. So yeah. let's talk about then the big picture. You know, uh, you you mentioned you mentioned uh, how RegTech is still relatively new to some people, how they need to adopt it. You mentioned how it has similarities to fintech. And you went into some very specific uh issues and obstacles being faced in the potential. Impact. Let's let's close with the question that is very much in your view, uh putting aside everything, you know, what is the long-term potential? If you come back on uh on my podcast, you know, in a year, say you know, what could you say today do you think that would have such a great impact on the long term potential for rank tech in the mortgage industry?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that the, the short term impact uh, in a way is the long term impact. And what I mean by that is uh, you know, there are different parts of compliance across mortgage sales, origination, closing, and and servicing. And you can't do them all at once. So start somewhere. Start either where the biggest pain point is, or if that's where uh, implementation is is easiest. So have some success with RAG Tech as you begin to uh, deploy it, and that's um, and just keep doing that. So a year from now, if you've helped improve improved uh, trade compliance and the new Humda regulations that are being rolled out throughout this year and, and next, you know you're going to be you know, part way down the road and just keep doing that. The origination process will keep speeding up bit by bit. Clients are gonna be happier. And I think something we don't talk about a lot, but employees are gonna be happier too. Employee satisfaction and not having to manually fix errors will reduce their stress and and burnout and the retention, particularly when there's that pressure to, to loan close loans on time at the end of the month or you have a have a purchase transaction. So I think in you know in the long term Reg tech automation is more of a marathon than a, than a sprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think a year from now, if you've, if you've automated, you know, a few of the half dozen things, the things you'd like to do in the long term, you're, you're well on your road to success.
0: Excellent. And I agree with you that I think that happier, uh, workers tend to make fewer mistakes. Uh, that's you know no uh, no different for what you're doing in the banking banking analytics space to what I'm doing here in the uh, mortgage uh, finance media space. So uh, I definitely know that we want to keep the people we work with happy all the time. And uh, I want to thank you, Craig, for coming on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Craig Ficardi, senior banking analyst of Celent, joining with me here uh, for our Housing HousingWire RegTech podcast, sponsored by Compliancies. Craig, that was such great information. Thank you so much for giving us some uh, some new data to to go with. Thank you.
1: Thank Thank you, Jeff, Jacob. And just one final comment, if I may. You know, in my view, lending processes are regulatory compliance processes. They're not separate things. Uh, you know, to me, compliance is the new fintech functionality that lenders need in order to do their business better, uh, faster, and cheaper. And that's. Uh, I think if they do that and then I think then the whole compliance issue goes, you know, goes down very very gradually to, to not being a problem.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, Those individuals who seek to ignore this information that we're providing to them to help show them the way forward are doing so at their peril. <laughs> so I definitely agree. Uh, we will continue to keep uh, bringing you the greatest information and uh, bringing you just uh, subject matter experts like Craig on the show. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Craig, thank you for that closing. Uh, and with that, I will say thanks so much.